Shut up and sit down. Hey guys. So today, what I'm gonna talk about has to do with partnerships. Ah. Uh-huh. So you know, I mean, most most of the time, I've realized that young people, especially, tend to pick the first partners that they can find in terms of a business context. Be it someone who can fundraise for them, be it be it clients, or be it even people to build a business with. I I think that's extremely unwise. And every single time I've done that, I've suffered a lot. Right, because this is the problem. When you're young, you think that you know the future, that that you need to move fast, that there will be no opportunities for you in the future, and all that kind of shit. But the truth is that <clears throat> if if you focus on your competencies and you spend a bit more time and patience, you'll be able to build better partnerships. At least that's what I've realized. And, and for me, all the times where I rush into a partnership or rush into a opportunity that I just felt like, hey, you know what, there's something there, let's give it a try. All of them fail, and usually because of uh, team dynamic reasons, because of you know um, inabilities to to align each other, uh, unmet expectations, unsaid expectations, and all the kind of shit. I mean, the the truth is also you need to look at look at it uh, from the reverse point of view. If all you are is a student just starting out. Why would somebody who was rich, powerful, and connected want to give you an opportunity, or even give you half his business? Right? Think about it that way. Does it make sense? If you were the other guy, would you want to enter a deal like this with someone so fresh and who has no clue about what he's doing? You know. So that's the kind of logic that I currently bring to the table right now, especially when I'm discussing with my friends and thinking about how to start different businesses. It's all about the value you can provide. Uh, whether or not your value proposition actually fits within the needs of the organization. It comes down to a lot of self-awareness. It comes down to a lot of patience. It comes down to positioning yourself appropriately for the opportunity at hand. I think oftentimes they're not. You know, when, when we enter new opportunities, we don't necessarily think for the long term. Think about how we can progress and think about uh, where we will want to put our chips in. You know? So you gotta know your own strengths and weaknesses. You gotta know where you can eventually reach. Don't overreach your boundaries, lah. That's what I realized. At the same time, also you gotta try to provide enough value, such that the other party will actually will actually want to give you something. You know, when you're starting out, you kind of have an entitlement mentality. I think this usually happens with uh, founders that I've seen. You know, all they have is an idea. And they have a rudimentary semblance of a team. It's not even a real team, right? So they go around asking investors for full-fledged investments, 500k, $1 million, or nothing more than an idea and a pitch deck. This is not Silicon Valley, you know. There is no funding bubble here. It doesn't exist. And if it does, your VC has a fucking problem. Because no VC in his right mind would ever back somebody like that. You know, all you have... It's a random idea. You have no proprietary technologies. You have not built anything. There's no market testing done. You got fuck all. And all you want to ask for is like a huge ass amount that will last you for what, six months? That's not necessarily fair to the VC either, you see. And this is the same way with your partners. It's the same way 
with any business relationship. You've got to be able to bring the goods, show some form of, of, of you know, value before you lock anything in and before it can even work in the long run. Because if not, it's just going to be fucked up. What? Right? Imagine if you were a VC, you are, you are answerable to institutional financiers. Right? You've got your limited partners. You know, you, you, you promised them a 10% ROI and now you've got all these random young punks coming around asking for money. So that's why I personally don't really believe in a very common idea most people have about starting up. They think they are obligated to get financed by someone else. That is just not the case. At the same time, you also can't be too much of a bitch. You know, I've seen people, including myself as well, early early on, because you're so young, you have no experience, all you do is try to pander, right, to, to this other person who has the perceived inverted commerce power, and as a result, you end up being a little bitch, you know. You take their word too seriously, you do not push back when your intuition tells you to do so. You know, when, when, the, when the warning alarm bells are going crazy, you don't push back. You just go along, you know, you take for granted that the other guy's got more experience than you. He's supposed to know. Sometimes that's not the case as well. So I guess it's, once again, it's a balance. A right? balance between uh, uh, power in your relationship with, with whoever you're, you're, you're working with, your business partners and your investors, and also an understanding of your own limitations and truly knowing yourself. That's really super important. Because I realize most young people, we tend to just go into a, you know, polarity of extremes, right? Either too aggressive or too timid. Once again, the answer is always in the middle, you know. Yeah, it's just like the genius programmer who is really smart enough to understand business concepts, but they don't try to, primarily because they think that they can't. And it's just like the entrepreneur who only believes that he can do business, but has no understanding whatsoever of, of technology and, and development. That can't happen. You see, in top organizations, both parties understands the other side. They may not be able to execute on that vision, but at least they understand the perspective they're coming from and, and the challenges that they'll face. Because the organization is actually a, a living being, you see. And the decisions that you have and the smoothness of interactions and turnaround time for communication is really important. But most people don't get it, you know. And they like to uh, keep things very clear, like they will segment, oh, that guy's the CTO, you know, business-related matters, nothing to do with him. Or, oh, this guy's the CEO, my technical shit, he doesn't understand, I don't even bother trying to trying to tell him. That works in the standard corporate route because standard corporates are already well-structured. They already have a very strong SOP and every single person's workflow is siloed. However, in a startup, you're still finding the right business model and in that process, communication is also important. So yeah, this ends my rant of the day. <laughs> and I have a question for you guys. What partnerships are you not pursuing because of a flawed perception?
Think about it. 